Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to episode 27 of Talk 4, the quickfire podcast where we ask four great questions to unique and interesting people. Behind the mic today is your host, Louis Scoopian, that's me, and our special guest for today, Maha Abu Elanin, who's going to be answering our questions today. Maha, please, introduce, please say hi, introduce yourself, and give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you do before I shoot some questions. Hey, everybody. It's so great to meet here. I am a professional storyteller, which basically means... I help people communicate and tell their stories uh, through public relations and communications, whether it's personal brand, whether it's getting media relations, crisis management, or helping them navigate. Basically, I help people find their narrative and then scale it widely to multiple audiences. Brilliant. That's fantastic. And um, yeah, obviously, I've done a little bit of my, you know, back research and you and everything. You look like such an interesting person. You've got so much to say. So um, I'll tell you what, we've got four fantastic questions here to ask you. So um, if you're ready, shall we jump into question number one? Let's do it. Awesome. So for my first question, tell me about your backstory. How did you get into your industry to start with? And what were the motivations? And how did that lead to your current businesses and ventures? Well, when I was in college, I was an intern at a local news station, and that is where I got the buzz that I wanted to be in the news business, in the storytelling business. So you ended up being in the newsroom, you would get information that would come over to you in the wire, on the wire, and it'd be an incoming story, and you'd have to package it up, figure out how to explain it to everybody. And you would get information first before sharing it widely with other people. And that for me was an exciting opportunity for like the thrill of getting breaking news or getting information. And how are you going to tell your audience about the information that you've just received? So that's kind of how I got the bug of like wanting to be in the news slash storytelling business. And then I was really motivated by like different events that had happened during uh, current events that happened in life in my life. And like, what would I do and how would I tell that story or how would I share the version of what was happening at the time? And I really became uh, obsessed with narratives and messages and how do people say things on the news and how do people say things at events and how do people articulate their ideas and thoughts and how do they share their what I call key messages and it was really empowering and inspiring to me that the written word could be used to really develop a narrative and shape opinions and build a reputation or promote a product or promote an issue that you care about and that's when I fell in love with communications. That's absolutely fascinating. And what a fantastic story. Um, And I just want to ask as well, just for myself too, um, I heard that you built some marketing programs for various sports, including the ATP uh, tennis. And as a professional tennis player myself, I was wondering if you can tell me best about the work you did. I'm really curious. So I did a couple of different things in the tennis industry. Um, I was working for General Mills and they were hosting and sponsoring a lot of tennis tournaments. So I would help Nature Valley Granola Bars at the time show up as a brand and a partner of a tennis tournament. And then as I got older, I obviously pay tennis and I really enjoy the sport. I like to go to some of the events. I got the opportunity to work with one of the world's most famous tennis coaches in the world, Patrick Murataglu, who coached Serena Williams for many, many, many years of her career. And Patrick has a tennis academy in the south of France. And it was actually where 
clay tennis courts were born. The actual tennis club used to be a very old tennis club that was created by the two founders of clay tennis who had been living in the living and playing in the UK grass courts. And when they moved to the south of France, the grass courts weren't able to hold up. And so they decided to take this clay from this pottery just to add a little bit of grit and um, resistance on the course because the, the heat and the climate was ruining the grass. And that's really how clay courts were born. And so Patrick has a tennis academy in South of France of clay courts. They do have hard and grass courts, but mostly clay courts. And um, got to work with him there last summer uh, between the French and Wimbledon, French Open and Wimbledon when Serena was there training and spent some time learning like Coco Golf was on site uh, training some other uh, players like Stefano Tsitsipats and Hol Garun, who we all know from Tennis World had been a big mm. debut last year at the US Open. So really got to work with um, him and understanding how does he build champions? How does he find up and coming champions? What does it take to build a career in tennis, all the financing required to, you know, monitor, like to pay for a player and their tournaments, their training, their travels. And so that's kind of my experience in working in, in the tennis industry and tennis field. That's absolutely fascinating. And so funny, it is, it is a small world, isn't it? Because I mean, obviously as a tennis player myself, I know of, um, you know, obviously it's past, he's number three in the world right now. And, you know, Mara Toglu and stuff. I know loads of people who train at the academy there. So that's really, it's funny how, you know, everyone tends to know each other in some way or the other as you go along the line of people. But um, anyway, so my second question, you know, just to ask a bit more about the people you know is leading on very well. Um, so as I obviously heard, you managed a personal brand public relations for Gary V, and you also consult with many other high profile personalities. So my question is, have you noticed any trends or traits in these people that separates them from the majority of others? And what do you think it is that makes them so successful? Um, first of all, working with Gary is a really incredible experience. He is not your typical CEO or chairman. First of all, he's a, a genius when it comes to digital marketing and brand and social media and presence. So, you know, he manages his personal brand. I help scale what he does on the communication side to bring his ideas to new audiences or new markets. So I would help, you know, get him in the news or organize interviews or build new relationships or build bridges with journalists and editors to help them understand what it is that Gary cares about. If he cares about educating people about Web3 or how he believes that, you know, empathy and kindness should be the benchmarks for how people measure their success and happiness in business. And so, I'm really, you know, grateful to work with someone like him and some of the other profile people that I work with because they they tend to pay attention to details as a personal brand standpoint that a company may not pay attention to. For example, you know, taking the time to respond to all the comments and and, and questions that come to him on his social media where another CEO or chairman might outsource that to somebody else to do it. Like they don't have time. Like he really believes that's the secret sauce of how he connects with his audience and how he gets learning about what his audience cares about or what questions his audience has the most. And then he tries to use that to address it in future posts. So I think the attention to detail that he brings is very different than a lot what other people would care about because they don't have four or five, six hours a day to spend on time online responding to comments and stuff like that. So I think that's really 
one of the key differentiators I think it, that's really, really important stands out about him in, in particular. No doubt about it. I mean, in any industry, I suppose that little bit of personal touch and, you know, taking the time to respond to the fans that really makes such a big difference. And, it, you know, it separates people, you know, that whole empathy and the kindness thing and really promotes the kind of person he is, which is fantastic. And um, I'm sure you spent a lot of time with him. And I've got a really important question now. Um, is it true that he only eats blueberries? No, he just loves blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, yeah, that was, that was a joke question. I know he obviously doesn't eat blueberries, but um, right. So for question number three, um, to ask a bit about your expertise, from your experience in the industry that you're in, how can brands and businesses develop and effectively tell their story? What is the key to doing that? And what are some of the top benefits? So if you, one of the benefits, one of the benefits of telling your story, if not you, who? So you have to really think about it in that kind of framework. Like if I have an expertise or I have something I want to share, if I have value I can create for other people, I should step up and and really make an effort to tell those stories and build that conversation, develop that link, build that bridge. Mm. One of the things that I recommend people to do when thinking about like approaching, doing their own storytelling or building their own personal brand is think about what is something you love to communicate about a lot and that you consistently comes to you naturally. Like, do you love photography? Do you love yoga? Do you love cooking? Do you love building things? Do you love travel? Do you love coffee shops? Are you looking, are you really good at finding the best sandwich in town? Like, what is it that you really believe that you're good at that you feel like you can share with audiences and you can do consistently? Right. Another thing too, is like, try to figure out what is the best way you want to tell that story. Are you going to be doing speaking at events? Are you going to use your social media platforms? Are you going to be reaching out to the media to tell your story? Are you going to maybe perhaps publish a piece of research or a survey with some really good information and infographics that tells your story? And then Let's say, for example, you decide social media is going to be the one of the ways you want to scale and share your ideas. Are you going to do that uh, through videos? Are you going to create videos on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram? Are you going to write a blog? Do you love to write? Um, Are you really good at photography and you want to do it through pictures or images? Uh, Are you a podcaster because you really don't want to be seen on camera and you really just want, you love audio as a format it's less friction, it's easy to do, and it's fun to listen to. So finding the right medium that you feel comfortable in is really, really important. Absolutely. Um, Just thinking about this right now, listening to your answer there, um, from a personal brand standpoint, if you're someone who's just starting out maybe and you're quite self-conscious or you don't really trust yourself, more important, you don't think you have an interesting story to tell, um, how do you start to tell that story and how do you start to discover what people would want to listen to? I mean, what's the way to begin that journey, do you think, from a personal brand standpoint? Well, the first, the easiest, first and easiest things to do is just ask them, you know, go onto your social media and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Then give them options where people love to give you their opinion, then ask them for it. Like, do you prefer this or this? Or you give them three topics and let them vote or you share with them, you know, what resonates the most with them. I think the easiest way to know what your audience wants is to ask them. Mm, That's a fantastic point. Yeah, Um, that's that's a really good point. Actually, as you start to develop that following, you get more opinions, don't you? And um, 
I suppose people, you know, you start to pick up a few fans and then you can ask them. And that also ties in with what you said about the whole, you know, personal touch thing as well. And, you know, communicating with the fans. And that's what sets you apart from, you know, the standard guru or influence nowadays, doesn't it? Yeah, 100 mm. percent. Right. So for um, my fourth and final question, then, um, when it comes to networking, what is the best way, in your opinion, to get in touch with high profile individuals? And how do you then maintain the connection and relationship without becoming annoying? So the first thing you should do if you're interested in connecting with someone who is high profile is think about them like they're just like anybody else. You have to come to the relationship bringing value. You have to come to the relationship with an ask or you have to come to the relationship with something that you think is going to be interesting enough for them to want to get engaged. The second thing is like, how do you keep that relationship without being annoying? Like it's it's a matter of understanding the most appropriate times to stay in touch and how to stay in touch. Like, do they, did they give you your phone number so you can text them? Did they give you your email that they want to be emailed? Are you going to connect with them through some people connect um, through Instagram or through social media contacts? So you really need to get in the habit of understanding the best way to do it based on the signals that they're giving you based on, did they give you their email? Did they give you their phone number? And then have a reason to be in touch with them, you know, have a reason either to reach out to them or to come back to them. Don't just randomly, annoyingly just, hey, just checking in like, no, either, oh, I have found this really interesting article that I think would be of value to you, or I saw this and thought of you send something insightful or thoughtful. I think they really would appreciate that. Very good answer and very relevant as well, obviously, to podcasters too, who you know need to get in touch with the high profile individuals. So um, I know a few podcasters also listen to this podcast. So um, take notes. And um, that is, in fact, our four questions done for today. And before we wrap it up, it is time for what I love to call the shameless plug. Maha, feel free to take a minute and promote anything that you're working on, want people to take a look at or just something you believe in. I would love if anyone would like to learn more about communications to follow me at Mahagaber on Instagram and Twitter. And then Digital and Savvy, we have a new website that's going to be up soon that's going to give you lots of information, including if you want to attend any workshops or training. Thanks so much. Awesome. Brilliant. Maha, thank you so much for joining me today for the Talk 4 podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on and thank you for your time. Thank you awesome thank you guys for listening this has been episode 27 and if you'd like to listen to our past episodes go and have a look at our channel and if you'd like to listen in for our future ones make sure to hit that subscribe button and spread some love by leaving a like and a comment signing off for now